one of my drafts for my cover letter said um, something to the effect of, um, I have an unhealthy obsession with to-do lists. Hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. Happy three digits, I guess. I am not certain what you're talking about. Um, this is episode 30J, I believe. This is episode 3M, in fact. 30M. 30M. Okay. But uh, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna use our base 26 numbering system and <laughs> instead do the standard base 10, this is our hundredth episode, Zach. Ooh, it's... did you go ahead? Did you think we'd get here? I guess. No. Question <laughs> no, one. <I> think... <laughs> uh, I mean, I wanted it to. I'm happy yeah. that we did, but like, I don't know. This kind of thing fizzles out sometimes. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, um, you know, if we were a different podcast, uh, I might have prepared a little bit and like gotten some clips together some like Mm -hmm. best moments but like for a variety of reasons that's not what i want to be doing with my time (laughs) (laughs) oh god oh i don't want to have to think about any any old episodes i know (laughs) i really want to want to go through the one that we recorded two weeks ago (laughs) Hmm. i'm trying to remember something i'm trying to remember like what my favorite moment was or a favorite episode mm-hmm. or something um the one that comes to mind i'm not sure if this is per- my favorite necessarily but it is mm-hmm. like a, a good one is um the cooking one the palmini yeah yeah that was a good one there's some in like the blockchain squad era mm. that i think like hit hit the nail on the head Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't can't say any off the top of my head. I for um, for part of the Secret Peas project, I was going through some ones where we were talking about indie web, thinking like this is a, these are good episodes. There's there's one where the bikes and buses argument started. I think it was an episode out of time, so I could not even guess. <laughs> But it's like I talked about bus bulbs or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. And now that's such a, like, fundamental thing in my personality (laughs) that I'm just kind of always thinking about bus bulbs. But that's, like, it. that's the foundation. That's where that comes from. Literally, so much of our life is documented on this stupid podcast. We're pouring our heart and soul out to you, Jared. Please. (laughs) It's it's incredible that that the Dairy Pride Act thing was the very first episode. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Right, that it's been a hundred episodes and I'm still it's still not enacted. There's still no decision made on Dairy Pride. <laughs> we're going into the fourth year. <laughs> no, we're going into the fifth year. <laughs> of the dairy pride act being just nothing because at some point we did like 
it w- we did Dairy Pride, and then we gave an there was like an updated version of the bill, and we covered that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so the FDA started redoing standards of identity in like 2017, and maybe they made a decision, and I just never heard about it. Looks like it's still a bill. February 2020, the FDA reopened the comment period for um, standards of identity modernization. Uh, yeah, so the latest action was by the House, uh, March 15th, 2019, referred to the Subcommittee on Health. Well, you know, government at work, everyone. That's you. That's you. You're the government. The government is you. And also, they have their fingers in every single pie in your life. So do not imagine you get out scot-free. I am now stepping off of my soapbox. <laughs> this so has been what, Zach's What exactly corner. are you advocating for here, Zach? Be responsible i don't know i don't know engage in a civic way you gotta we gotta create power structures outside of the traditional electoral process right yeah like um i don't know like all the the instagram posts that talk about the thing yeah you know let's communicate our new government over instagram hmm Screw the Federalist Papers. These are the Federalist Posts. <laughs> the Federalist f- Fleets. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I, wanna s- I think that's a really good joke, and I want to say it better. So, uh, sort of cut this back in. The Federalist Fleets. There we go. <laughs> I guess we can take the college life out of the header now. We still talk about college. It's I'm still in college mentally. Fair. Okay. When I stop having dreams about college tests and whatever, then we can take it out. Insert relevant XKCD. I had a dream last night that I forgot all of the words to Giants in the Sky, and we were performing it at, like, an old folks home. Um, We were doing Into the Woods, the entirety of Into the Woods at an old folks home, and I had to be Jack, and I didn't know the words for Giants in the Sky. And I was freaking out, I was freaking out, and then I was like, oh, wait a minute, there's no way this isn't a stress dream. (laughs) And then I just wasn't stressed about it anymore. Wow. I was like I I didn't so wake self-aware. up. I didn't remember the words. I just went, Oh, I guess it's a stress dream. So like <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever like noticed I'm in a dream. Maybe once or twice. Mm. Certainly not when like the thing on my mind should be whatever test I'm taking. What else do we have to say about a hundred episodes? I remember somewhere within the first season thinking like, okay, we're going to, at some point, if this podcast goes on for four years, Mm -hmm. we're going to both be like adults doing things in the real world and still just talking to each other every other, was it still every other week back then? I think so. Yeah. 
Something like that. We certainly had a more rigid schedule before. Well, you know, we certainly did. <laughs> and, like, I I just think it's cool. I no, think it's, it's cool that I cool. get to talk to my friend, Liz, every every other week and like as a as a thing and in this in these trying times um (laughs) it's it's been extra important and it's been extra valuable to me so yeah no i i i remember a few i mean okay so if you were not with us from the beginning um the the (laughs) purpose to be don't please do not listen (laughs) to the backlog um not all of it at least um it, I mean, it started as a way for Zach and I to keep in touch uh, after mm-hmm. since Zach rudely left me in Rosendale all alone. And then, um, I don't know, at some point I got really paranoid. Uh, thanks, thanks a lot, Reply All. Um, and like just stopped doing anything on the internet. Right. And... Uh, and I remember, I remember Zach saying, like, I know we're talking through it, and I go, like, I gotta get off, like, every social media ever, and, like, just, I don't want my name to be out there. And Zach goes, like, okay, what do you want to do about the podcast? And I'm like, my brain... I don't think I said this, but my brain was telling me like, well, you gotta, you gotta stop the podcast, take everything down. Uh But like something in me was just like, no, no, we can save this. We can save this, (laughs) we can save the podcast. We we have to keep, it's like really important to you. You can't stop doing it. Uh And, uh, I, I'm very glad that happened. You know, we're not, we haven't been podcasting for 10 years or anything. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's cool to have a hundred, a hundred of anything, a <laughs> hundred, mo- uh, usually more than hour long. You know, we used to do book clubs too. So like, it's not, it's not like it's, it averages out to a hundred hours, even more than that. hundred. Yeah. I would not have the time to do book clubs. <laughs> no, I don't think like I could make the time. I can always make the time, but like. Mm-hmm. more stress than From it's worth where? yeah yeah we'll say i have read a lot less books <laughs> since <laughs> discontinuing the book club <laughs> i remember i i um when we were doing the book clubs i would I, you know i was in i was in my freshman year of college and um or at least part of the time we were doing book clubs and mm-hmm. i would uh i was in this like history class where there was just a ton of reading um and you know it it was interesting but um i would try really hard to have do the reading for the book club and do the reading for the history class like as far away from each other as i could get because i was just drained by the history and i just didn't have anything to say on the book clubs because i wasn't paying that Mm -hmm. close attention I think it's pretty clear which episodes <laughs> I was able to do that and which ones I was not. I don't think I noticed them at the time. I think you would if you listened back. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's also been really nice over the past couple of years to be like to have something that is so consistently 
in my life. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't think this is specific to me, but like people in my age range, a lot happens quickly. A lot changes in your life. Right. And it's been really nice to like, you, you know, sometimes have a therapist and sometimes have uh, a friend to talk to about bullshit. Then I got a real therapist, and then the podcast was still my therapist. (laughs) I don't think it will ever not be. How could it? Because it's like, the podcast is like a journal that my dad reads. (laughs) (laughs) How... How often does that cross your mind when you're, you know, listening back and deciding whether it's worth telling me to cut out, <laughs> telling Sardis to cut out? Um, not super often. There's not a whole lot. What What's in the show is in the show, I suppose, mm-hmm. is generally my mentality by the time I'm I'm listening back. And mostly it's for like audio artifacts at that point. Right. Yeah. I've definitely, like, done a lot. Uh, Well, I've done... I was going to say I do a lot less editing now, but I think I just edit it differently. Mm -hmm. It's much less for content and for uh, uh, fluency, I guess. Like, back in the day, I might, like, totally rearrange a sentence to make it make more sense, where now I'm I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But, um... Go ahead. And I think we do a little more sentence rearranging in real time mm-hmm. also. Yeah, and, like, I certainly don't dislike editing or anything. It's just, like, you know, it's work, and um, mm-hmm. I typically like episode or I like the episodes that I do the the not very much editing on. I like the way the the natural conversation flows even taking out ums and ahs is it's not bad i don't mind doing it and i don't think it makes it the it sound less less natural i suppose mm-hmm. but uh it, i don't think the uh, the filler words take away anything from the finished product these days no and this isn't a you know it's not a published it's not a it is published it's not a uh it's not reply all it's not right it's not serial there's no marketing budget yeah there's there's no licensing budget there's not much of anything we have some money no budget patreon has an escrow account that we aren't allowed to touch yet i prefer to think of patreon as a a wage more than a budget valid Man, we used, I mean, we were editing, I was using, like, my headphone microphone for a while, and then the blue snowball, which was fine, it was a fine mic, Uh and Audacity to edit. I tried using Ferrite for a while, I did Ferrite for, like, ten episodes, and it worked really well, it just, yeah, there was a few things I couldn't do, like, um... Like, Audacity lets you just, like, generate a tone, and I use that for the bleeps. Mm Mm-hmm. 
which Ferrite couldn't do at all. So I created an audio file that is just a bunch of bleeps and <laughs> and um, inserted it when necessary. Now I'm using a bootleg version of Logic. And boy, do I feel professional. Professional is when you don't know what half the buttons on your tool do. Exactly. <laughs> also, oh my God. I don't know, like, I don't know what, maybe I just don't care anymore, but it used to be such a pain in the to get our audios synced. I, do, I literally mm. don't know what changed. I think Audio Hijack helped a lot. Right. But, like, I would insert, I would import both of our audio files, line them up at the beginning, and then at the end have it be 10 seconds different. Yeah, I think... I think the Surface had like a different audio driver, like Windows uses a different mm. audio driver than Mac does. Mm -hmm. And so for as long as I had the Surface, I would just lose segments of audio. Oh, yeah. I forgot that happened. So that's got to be some part of it. And then I think recording double double enders. And mm -hmm. we each record each other also, yeah. I imagine, makes it easier to line up. It that definitely does. Um, I have, like, the, I insert the uh, Skype track into the Logic projects. And I call it a Skype track because that's what the track is named. But it's FaceTime. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's um, it's just there, like, grayed out. And the I just make sure the waveforms match up every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, if I was not me, would I listen to this podcast? Do you remember Code Monkeys? No. It's a now inactive podcast that you recommended to me. what the heck it it was a long time ago it was i mean we were recording worrying bugs at the time but it was it was good but it, and it ended up being kind of how the style that i based any editing i did off of oh my god <laughs> and i think t to this day it is like basically what I want this what I want this podcast to be. <laughs> I had forgotten about this. I think Kevin Geezy, who was one of the Code Monkeys, had like a a Sirta Stone moment. Mm. I think he became a dad and had a Sirta Stone moment, and just like no more, no more online. Right. He made like two blog posts about how he's only using Twitter to post, but he's not reading anything, and then. He stopped using Twitter and his blog and everything. He still updates his Goodreads sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten about that podcast. Holy cow. We really, our show art, we really uh, just kind of pulled the show art idea from them too. Did we? Oh, <laughs> I didn't even notice. I literally didn't notice, notice the um, the script in the background. So, do you think you would listen to the Worrying Bugs if, I if don't you weren't know, on Zach? 
it's hard to say because, like, I think if I was not me, I wouldn't care very much about the topics. Mm-hmm. I would very much enjoy the goofs, but the goofs are so... Like, it happens. Like, we're funny sometimes. Uh But, like, it's certainly not... This isn't a comedy podcast, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Despite what our iTunes category would have you believe. (laughs) Um, Maybe. Yeah. What about you? I think think I'm also at a maybe. I think it really would depend on what the not-us people would be Mm -hmm. talking about. And you know we're talking about different things every every week, and there there's really no consistency. We talk about, I mean, we talked about the Dairy Pride Act earlier, and like it's a thread, but it's not every episode that we're talking about alternative milks. Right. No. I I do feel like we had more of a niche to start with. <laughs> that there were a couple niches that we were like, mm-hmm. okay, here's really where we're sticking to, and it's just. I just talk about whatever I want to talk about now, and you just talk about whatever you want to talk about. And that's, I mean, that's how I have the most fun with with the podcast, and uh-huh. I'm hoping that will translate into a better final product. Right. I love having excuses to research, so like, yeah, some of my favorite absolutely. episodes are the info dump episodes. Yes. But like, I mean, info dumps are great, but they take a lot of work, so we can't do them every week, even. Right. Every other week. Every podcast is weekly. So every... So saying next week or last week is just so ingrained. Mm-hmm. Do you think... So now that we've got 100 episodes of The Worrying Bugs under our belt, do you think mm-hmm. it's time to, to dust off some of the other Super Awesome Corp podcast projects? <sighs> do I even remember what they are? Um, we've got Wolf and Beautiful Mind are the two that I can remember. Mm-hmm. And then there was Mabinogi like, I don't know. Is the other one oh, that we yeah, had Mabinogi. on. Uh, Silo with Holes. I don't remember what that is. Silo with Holes. That was, we were going to replace <laughs> Facebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Project Beautiful Mind was a fantastic idea. Uh-huh. I also think what was Project Wolf? Oh yeah, no, I still really love that. Um, yeah. hmm. I kind of dropped the ball on that, didn't I? I don't even remember. I think I was supposed to edit the audio we recorded together, and then just didn't because I was stressed by school or something. Yeah. Mabinogi. So the thing with Mabinogi, this was supposed to be like a. Zach, is it okay if I... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. we can... Uh, Mabinogi was supposed to be like a math apprecia- appreciation podcast. Like, pick a topic and you... Uh, you know, a math topic. So maybe it's like twin primes or something. And then you like... You might info dump or you might like point out some beautiful aspects. or um, Or maybe it's just like an informative one. Mm-hmm. It was basically in just... my mind. It was go ahead. In my mind, it was kind of in the style of ninety nine percent invisible, mm-hmm. um, but just where that's design appreciation, it would be math appreciation. Yeah, and like, and design's a big topic, just like math is a big topic, and like, it doesn't have to be like a lecture. You know, it can just be 
whatever mm-hmm. you want, whatever you find interesting about this particular topic. And I think it would be really neat, but um, frankly, I don't, I think most of the problem with it was that, well, two things. First, we couldn't find any topics that we could do at least mm-hmm. at least i couldn't like i would try it. okay i'm gonna sit down brainstorm topics for mabinogi and then just come up with nothing at all <laughs> <laughs> or like if i found a topic then like all the reading materials so dense mm-hmm. i think i have two there were two that i think were actually like decent topics and one was why is all cookware a circle oh interesting um that's an awesome topic (laughs) which is not on my list so you kept it secret and the other was there's like a um my algorithms book used a like particular it was like the dmv's um like curvy road ahead symbol Hmm. and that was used to indicate like hey this is a complex problem you might need to like really sit down and work on it for a while um, it's not just your run-of-the-mill example problem. And there was something about like looking at that and looking at where that had come from and the the thread that mm-hmm. it drew through math and um, computer science textbooks. And I don't think I, I got much further than like, hey, this would be pretty neat. My, Let's see. Do I my have notes my for note? My notes are in a dot scrivener file, which <laughs> is an app that I do not have anymore. <laughs> I wonder. Just open it in the in the text editor and see what happens. So it's actually it's a package, so I can look at the package contents. Oh, password reset required. There's so many that checksums. Have been the hundredth episode spectacular should have just been us taking all of our like notes and shit and just putting them all like, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna take all my Evernote and my Todoist and just it's going in drafts today. That's the that's the special. Mm-hmm. Just uh, live blogging a live <laughs> record. What what do radio people do with sports games? Just live, live casting, live casting, live cast, doing all this. This is a one line note that says useful thought technologies. <laughs> <laughs> I have a a one line note for this was going to be a worrying bugs topic but i only thought of one of them and it is unimportant experiences uh the the one example i had was looking at the date on your phone without realizing that it is after midnight and thinking it's tomorrow or thinking it's yesterday or something right but you know, you you stay up and it's past midnight, and you don't quite register that it's past midnight, and then your date says the wrong date, and you're like, "Oh my god, I missed I missed the deadline already." Yeah, exactly. It's an unimportant experience. Hmm. This is just a screenshot of a a planning document from St. Louis, um, where it switches from sans serif to serif text for an fi which has something to do with ligatures but i'm not sure like i can't imagine what i have a lot of notes in drafts that are just like ideas for worrying bugs topics i don't know if there are any 
any of them are particularly interesting. Bullet point. Cars are scary to drive because they're extremely heavy death machines. <laughs> I have one that's called, uh, that is four words, recursive truth or dare. I have no idea what that is. Uh, yes, this is when we decided that politicians should not be allowed to eat ginger. Because it, um, just f- with your morals, right? Yeah, exactly. It took me forever to get to the faucet. I think I brushed my teeth, and then I saw Maggie at the coffee shop in the bathroom. I saw her and talked for a bit. Nathan showed up in a D20 sweatshirt. I think I woke up then. Uh, This is a hilarious dream. I'm so glad I wrote it down. We've had um, in our list of ideas for topics really hardcore note-taking and to-do list topic uh-huh and uh, which i have a note for but none of this is true anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i mean this is all about school so <laughs> are we good to move on from reminiscing yeah but i really need to clean out my evernote <laughs> don't worry though i'm gonna be a better person once i get an iphone I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a better person cuz the iPhone will make me a better person and then all of my notes will be in drafts and then write that all they'll all be mm-hmm. ordered because I'll have an iPhone and Jared if you have been with us for any length of time thank you um you know like this is a small podcast but we sure do like it so uh <laughs> thanks for listening so yeah yeah Now, to moving on to a classic Worrying Bugs topic, being mad at capitalists. <laughs> this is a classic Worrying Bugs topic and also a very 20-year-old tw- thought. I understand I'm 22, but there's still there's some thoughts in my head that I'm like, oh, I just had that thought and that thought was so 20-year-old. <laughs> right? Do you have thoughts like that No, sometimes? I totally get that. Uh-huh. So like everyone who was born in 1998, my moral philosophy is based on some combination of John Green and Chidi Anagonye. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you, you must have, because you interacted with me at some point in high school. Okay. Um, do you remember the Hank and John Green song about Batman? Oh, of course. Yeah. It's in my Spotify. I listen to it so, semi-regular, semi-regularly. <laughs> I sing it semi-regularly, but I don't realize I'm doing it. It's one of the songs for me that comes out of my mouth and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm singing a song now. <laughs> so the crux of that song, uh, or at least that John Green's point in that song, is that crime is not caused by evil. Mm-hmm. Right. That we imagine that there's this thing in the world that is evil and it's what right when somebody mugs you or when they steal from a target or um, steal from employees or right, whatever. There's this giant two billionaires in front of their child turning them into a superhero. Uh huh. 
<laughs> you know, evil. That, that those all come from evil, which is like this this thing that we can quantify. Um, and John Green's retort is that that's not. That's yeah. That's not a useful way to look at the world because most of the time people are just acting within a system of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. We live in a society. That's it boils down to we live in a society. Um like we said, 22-year-old thoughts. <laughs> but the assumption there being that you can take away some of those negative forces, right? You can say, okay, if crime is caused by, as the song lists, systemic disenfranchisement, poverty, and lack of access to job opportunities, mm-hmm. um, and you can take away some of those causes that you in turn take away the evil. Are you taking away the evil or are you... Because uh, I think John's point was, I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't watch the original videos. I only listened to the dang song, but it sounded like he was saying that um, evil is doesn't exist. It is like if you want to say like, like the evil the way we think about it, like the you know the mm-hmm. Joker just being a di- being mean to be mean. Um, you know, whatever, you know, what the actual lore is. I don't care, you're, you f***ing comic book nerds. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, we, the way we think about superhero villains is mm-hmm. not how the real world uh, houses crime. <laughs> um, it is, you know, it's... Crime is not caused by evil is the exact line um Mm -hmm. so taking away those causes of crime is definitely not taking away the causes of evil right okay so i i i think i'm with you i think we're on the same page that crime is not caused by evil but that it is um right the kinds of crime that we think about the like shooting two billionaires in an alley so that their son becomes a superhero yeah um uh-huh. right and you can get into all sorts of utilitarian was that act truly evil if it brought so much good into the world through the right batman um uh, yes batman the 100 percent good vi- hero all the time <laughs> um right but that's not what i'm trying to get at the utilitarian mm-hmm. thing was a diversion um just that if you took that person who was who was shooting billionaires in an alley because whatever they were disenfranchised they mm-hmm. um needed money to yeah, steal some a, bread for their it was a family bur- burglary gone wrong it was uh you know they the intent going down that alley was to threaten the wayne the waynes and not to kill them necessarily Mm-hmm. And that's, I buy that, right? I buy that worldview that crime is not caused by evil and that the thing that we think of as evil in in the world is not, the folks in prison are not like evil to the core or whatever because the carceral state is bad, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, 
go back to episode sort of insert something here uh to find out more about our views <laughs> on this particular <laughs> subject i stopped in the middle of a sentence and now i don't know where i was um carceral state is bad let's just start with some facts we'll lay some foundation the carceral state is okay bad yeah so you were saying that you agree with the notion that crime is not caused by evil and right okay you were gonna say something else and i think for a long time i thought that that meant that there's no evil then there's just people Mm -hmm. who are the, the product of their circumstances right but jeff bezos has i'm gonna i'm gonna do some googling real quick oh boy just because you know i want to i want to be up to date i want to be jeff bezos has a net worth of 184.6 billion u.s dollars elon musk has 134.7 billion u.s dollars and flint michigan doesn't have drinkable water right right still still and so I can't look at that and right and Amazon employees are um being put into positions where they get uh they have to count their bathroom breaks and have to um mm-hmm. are disincentivized from doing things that normal humans just kind of do. Um you know like need breaks. <laughs> And so it's hard to t- hold those two facts together and not think there is some kind of evil within Jeff Bezos. Okay. So I'm going to make a, a f- I'm going to say some things. Okay. And I'm going to ma- do my best to be as nuanced as possible um, because I think it actually is fairly complex. Uh huh. Um, but don't, uh, if you, if you, if you, Zach, and you, Jared, would do me one favor, uh, and throughout all of this, n- don't think that I'm ever saying that it is okay for someone to have a hundred billion dollars. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I want to think about what, first of all, what net worth actually means. And I'm, I promise this is going to come to something. This is going to come to a conclusion. But okay. when we say net worth, that is not, uh, it's obviously not like dollar bills. You know, he doesn't have, uh, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> he doesn't have hundred stacks and stacks of hundred dollar bills. <laughs> um, so, and it's also not what most Americans have when they say they have an amount of money which is uh just like numbers on a bank's spreadsheet right most of i don't know exactly how much but i would assume a really large portion of jeff bezos's money and elon musk's money is in stocks mhm and what that means is that Every time they try to spend that money, it gets, you know, gets sold on the stock. Those stocks get sold. 
Mm -hmm. And what happens when you sell stock is the supply, the, you know, supply, it's in quotes. I'm putting Uh quotes on that because it's not real. Um, (laughs) It's not, there's not a physical good or anything, but the supply goes up, which makes the price go down. Right. So every time someone tries, especially, you know, with someone with $100 billion in stock, um, every time you sell, you're deflating. Deflating is not the right word because it has an economic uh, meaning. You are reducing the price of the rest of your stocks. So by Mm -hmm. spending that money you have even less money than you meant to spend. It is also the case that Uh if you were to try to use that money to, say, like, give Amazon workers uh, more bathroom breaks, (laughs) you know, I don't know exactly how that would work, but... um, I mean, you hire two more people per shift so that they can get the same amount of work done with... 15 minute breaks rotated around yeah and you take less of a profit so you have some opportunity costs there every time you do that your stock price falls and you have less money okay because every time that because amazon's a public company and they you know have to tell their stockholders what's what what they're doing and why they're doing it to some degree i don't know the exact rules Mm -hmm. but what it comes down to is every time you try to dismantle the system by which you got all that money, the system is still holding that money. It is in some, you know, weird, like, not-quite-money state that um, threatens to go down every time you try to uh, do something that is against that system. And the result... Like a warlock. And um, so it is not, let me just say again, because I want to remind everyone that I do not think (laughs) that Jeff Bezos is an okay person, nor Elon Musk. It is a comparable situation to those, the the system that you exist in forcing you into a behavior. So the way Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos can't use his money to dismantle capitalism because the money is the capitalism yeah it his (laughs) his money would be taken away from him if he were to try to do that so we need to build systems of power outside of the electoral (laughs) institutions is what you're saying outside the electoral institutions and outside of um the profit making yeah institutions yeah um okay so and that that's why like you have a subheading in our agenda saying why why is Jeff Bezos like that, and that is at least part of the reason why Jeff Bezos is like that. That's not to say that there's nothing he could do. Mm-hmm. He could do a lot of good with just the assets he has liquidated. Right. But if he were to try to spend a hundred and what was it, hundred and eighty? Eighty something, yeah. Hundred and eighty billion dollars he would not be able to spend all $180 billion. Correct. 
And you also just said that with what he has liquid, he could do a lot of good. I Yeah, no, and that's why I am... That's why I'm repeating again that I do uh-huh. not think he's a, <laughs> he is in the right in not doing those things. So is... Looking now at only those liquid assets that he can do mm-hmm. something, could theoretically do something with. Let's... Jeff Bezos. Liquid... I'm just going to do liquid cash. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at a Quora post, so don't come at me with <laughs> actual <Facts>. figures. <laughs> um, this person says... Uh, this fantasy writer and blockchain entrepreneur says... Oh, my God. Um, anyway, I would be surprised if he keeps more than $300 million in unproductive capitals. Um, maybe he holds one point one or $2 billion liquid ready to be reinvested. So if we, you know, we could say uh, a billion. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about the angle I want to come at this from. And I think I'm going to come at this from, I am a product of my circumstances, just like everybody else. And I am nervous that if I had lost my job tomorrow, right, Mm -hmm. um, through my own action or just market forces, ooh, (laughs) um, how long I would have to remain stable because the system, the circumstances that I'm in don't give me any trust that some level of stability is going to be guaranteed. Okay. And so I have some money in the bank. I have, um, right looked at opening up a retirement account and Mm -hmm. you know and then the money goes to like apple and exxon or you can be like i don't want to support bad companies and they're like okay just apple and google then but no (laughs) sex companies because sex companies are bad and you don't want to support sex companies if you don't like nuclear weapons um (laughs) jesus christ there's so little nuance but like if i if i wanted to support a company and not save for retirement, right? Those are two different goals. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to support a company, I would want to support the kind of company that wouldn't take my money because they would want to give all the power to the employees. (laughs) In other words, companies that would grow slowly and would be not great for stocks. Right. And I think that probably would be resistant to stocks because that just indicates an outside influence that doesn't understand intimately the problem that you're trying to solve as a company right so i can't do that so what i'm left with is do i support exxon and some sex companies or do i just support apple and google (laughs) which is all the way of saying i understand the monkey brain desire to see a number in a spreadsheet go up because that number going up means security Mm -hmm. um and that's why i play paperclip simulator yeah yeah 
but in like a even more base way right somewhere really deep in there that goes like okay this number literally equates to my ability to get food next week yeah and so i want to see that go up so i understand how someone especially in whatever 1990 would sign a warlock pact and say i just want to see my numbers go up and you can do whatever you can take my money and make it do magic things and Mm -hmm. um you know do a handstand on the spreadsheet and now there's there's more numbers in the spreadsheet um and i don't care how many people that hurts because it, it means my number gets to go up because i my monkey brain is worried about this number but what i cannot wrap my brain around is that i i imagine at some point enough people would yell at me on twitter about (laughs) my dumb warlock pact that i'd be like okay maybe i can do some good within this warlock pact because i need to shut my monkey brain up somehow because it's it's doing too much monkey brain got too powerful is that the correct reading of jeff bezos because in that reading i don't understand how i still don't see how he is how he is and have that not be evil i i mean you're not i i i can't there's no room for me to argue with you there's nothing like i do not believe I can I can like invent a path where a quote unquote good person does evil things but like there's just nothing there's like you there's been so much harm done and so little effort to remedy it that mm-hmm. like there's only one conclusion which is that these people do not care and like i think you're allowed to have financial stability but like if any person had a billion dollars they are stable i would say they are stable and (laughs) um you know that's just that's petty cash apparently the stuff he just kind of keeps on hand for Mm -hmm. you know a nice meal or whatever and um the path i invented was something along the lines of you start with you know you start with the monkey brain i need to eat and i want the stability and you know risk uh mitigation maybe risk mitigation so you, you know you have a couple mm-hmm. extra dollars saved so that you can you know get a speeding ticket without it being a huge deal Right. And then what? What are you what are you doing after that? What are you doing after the point where you have more money than you will ever spend in your entire life? What are you doing? Why why wouldn't why wouldn't you give that to someone else? One of the like tropes for rulers, you know, uh mono dictators in the past have been like uh this person and this bloodline was sent from God Mm -hmm. or I, I defeated the King and therefore I am now the King because if I was able to kill, and I think the logic was something along the lines of if I was able to defeat 
the king in in battle in a proper like sportsman like mm-hmm. battle then god must want me to be king and i think that is i mean that could be how billionaires see themselves as like i deserve this i deserve this maybe by divine intervention maybe by uh whatever elon musk is saying about you know uh individualism and blah 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 like i i made this fortune which he didn't but um <laughs> i i owned the people who made the thing that people wanted to buy therefore i deserve this amount of money what's my point um my point is that there are at least a few ways that I can imagine someone getting to the point that these people are at. Mm-hmm. But there are still no ways that I can imagine someone like you, Zach, getting to this point. Oh, the podcast is my therapist. That's what I was really worried about. I, the the finale was going to be me saying so if i ever buy a yacht you have every right in the world to punch me and take all of my money i can never i mean i can never imagine you coming anywhere close to yacht territory <laughs> not because i don't think you're like a capable individual like and you are i think you could easily do elon musk's job and I, yeah like from a from a um like cognitive standpoint <laughs> you are very very capable but i don't think you could look at his twitter account and say yes this is what i want to be doing elon musk needs more shame and if i ever have a yacht feel free to punch me those are my two takeaways. Wait, okay, no. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> Those are two good takeaways, but also I I like very much to think about systems and the way that systems incentivize things. Of course. Um and I don't think we're going to find an answer right now, but I wish I knew a system I don't know. I it would be a lot easier if you said Jeff Bezos is just still anxious and and I could say, okay, well, let's think about why Jeff Bezos is anxious and maybe apply it to the rest of us, right, and scale that around. But if Jeff Bezos thinks he's God King, there's no – the only system is just don't have God Kings. No God Kings allowed. I don't know. That's rule okay. three on my, my treehouse. <laughs> I want to clarify one thing. Um just in case i i feel like i said it but i am not entirely sure i don't i don't necessarily think that jeff bezos or elon musk think that they're they are god king but i think they might think that they deserve it in some other way they deserve this wealth because you know they're white or whatever um or they're smarter than everyone else or they uh had the best ideas and were the best engineers etc Mm-hmm. Um, and 
what that means is that because they deserve it, they can easily justify not making the world better with it. The world doesn't necessarily deserve to be better, um, especially not people who don't have money, because if money is your, if you if you believe that amassing wealth, incredible amounts of wealth, is a sign that someone is deserving of anything of. Uh, you know, financial stability, uh, whether or not you get to eat today, um, Mm -hmm. whether you can keep a roof over your head. If you think those things must be earned and that if you don't have them, you must not have tried or whatever they think. Uh Something along those lines. I, I, you know, I'm not a therapist, um, but do you think he is a therapist? I think he has a yes, man. Reasonable. <laughs> um, have you seen the HBO series Silicon Valley? I have not. Okay. The, like Jeff Bezos of that show has like a spirit guide slash yes, man slash <laughs> business advisor. What was I saying? Uh, right. So whatever reason, if you, if you believe those things and you believe those things about people with less money than you do i can see how he maintains and you know these are like i said we don't know what he's actually thinking but these are the conclusions that we are drawing from his behavior these are the things he must believe to continue being such a massive (laughs) (laughs) yeah so zach here's the Mm -hmm. the big question Mm mm-hmm are they evil? Yes, because I feel like it. <laughs> or perhaps no, and then there's no solution. Right? If they're not evil, and they are the product of their circumstances, and the circumstances are that someone at some point told them that they would deserve a lot of money if they, whatever, exploited enough labor. They also had a very large amount of startup capital. Like, right. They, I think they are both... I think both Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are children of wealthy people. Yes. What? Wait, wait, what is the problem that there's no solution to? How do we... I'm going to use evil as a... What's up? How do we make them stop? Yeah, right. How do we make them stop or using evil as kind of a... This is going to be a stand-in. This is not me saying, yes, I'm making a decision. They're evil. This is me saying... If this collection of behaviors is what we're going to call evil, mm-hmm. how do we take evil out of the world in the same way that we would like to get rid of this collection of behaviors that we're calling evil and get jailing people for? Right. And that right. we kind of have an answer now that we can say, OK, well, if you give people a lot of um, better access, better opportunities, um, meet their basic needs their criminal tendencies who are gonna um, uh, mm-hmm. are gonna decrease sure what's the i can't imagine there being a thing you give to jeff bezos that makes him 
be like, oh, okay, that's it. I'm done. No more money. We can give all the rest of it to Flint. I just needed, right, I just needed yeah. a space asteroid, and now, right, whatever is after that, I'm fine. I just it's wanted like to a get space to the asteroid, and then it's Jupiter. I wanted to get to the end of the paperclip game, and now I can give all the the money back. <laughs> I just wanted to make the whole world paperclips, and now I can re- finally retire. Uh-huh. So, I think yes, the answer is they're evil, and I am scared about the fact that there's not a thing in the world that you could give Jeff Bezos that would make him stop being mean. I think you're I I agree. I agree. Um I don't know. Well, okay, I agree with the notion that you can't like say something there's not like a you you can't like know his true name and then make him stop being a dick. But um right. I don't know if I necessarily believe that he's evil. I think I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what I mean when I say something is evil. Mm-hmm. I've looked at two definitions, one from whatever Merriam-Webster and one from uh, Dungeons and Dragons, neither of which I find <laughs> satisfactory. Let's start with, I think used in the sentence, crime is not, not caused by evil. Mm-hmm. I think the best definition I can find for it is an intent to do harm. Do you think that's fair? No. Just because you don't have the intention of doing harm doesn't it, it leaves room for negligence. There's another way to achieve a harm harmful end without intention, and it is to simply ignore. <laughs> and what that what I mean by that is what now let's get into the actual Jeff Bezos analogy. Um you are Jeff Bezos and you have a de- a decision to make. You can either give uh, Amazon warehouse workers bathroom breaks or not. And one will make your numbers go up and one will keep them roughly the same. And his intention is to make the numbers go up. It is not to cause harm. I I would like to believe that if the numbers would go up the exact same amount, whether or not Amazon workers got to have bathroom breaks, he -hmm. would pick the one with bathroom breaks. And whether that's because he wants people to be happy or he wants his workers to uh, not, not complain, not complain. That is, that's a different conversation for sure. But um, you can, I think you can achieve an evil end without, the intention of doing harm. And I think that negligence is a big part of it. So um, you either knew that this was going to be just an awful thing to do to some someone. And like, it's just, it, it is just a bathroom break. It's not like he's, you know, going out and shooting them in the head, but like it is, mm-hmm. uh, it's demeaning. It's uh, dehumanizing. And I would I don't know if I'd call it evil necessarily, but I think that the that one action on its own evil, I don't think I would call that one action on its own evil, but I would call it evil in the context of all of the other bad things that 
he has done in order to like amass wealth of negligence becomes evil in a way it's really hard for me to believe that jeff bezos is being negligent i think he i i guess what i mean is negligence in that you're looking at these numbers and ignoring the other numbers yes yeah and i guess that's kind of what i meant about twitter however long ago i said that that like if i was jeff bezos now i've already signed the the dumb warlock pact Mm -hmm. um i only have a billion dollars in liquid wealth um enough people have been tweeting at me that i can see my past record of negligence Mm -hmm. and it is now my responsibility to make my next action look at two different numbers (laughs) i i think what i'm saying is that i would like to call what jeff Jeff bezos is doing evil and that i don't think that this harm is intentional rather eh, that's not quite what i mean it's the harm that he is causing is not a thing he is doing for the sake of causing harm right i think it is absolutely immoral to be doing it Mm -hmm. and that's why i think it's evil especially because even though jeff bezos is a product of his situation i think he now has the power to get into a different situation right unlike petty theft that kind of thing the the kind of thing that we lock people in prisons for and mm-hmm. like absolutely take away their humanity in the process of doing i think that because these actions are a product of the situation and the people in these situations have almost no power to get out of them that is what separates evil from something else we you can start talking about what i said earlier about like how if if he starts trying to change things for the better his money's going to dry up and to that i say mm-hmm. good that right. money will go somewhere else and it may not go in exactly where I want it, but it would be closer to where I want it. Redistributed amongst the stock market is better than in the the spreadsheet of a single person. Uh-huh. And also like if Jeff Bezos if Amazon stock tanked tomorrow, the exact same amount of value would continue to be added to the world by mm-hmm. all of the workers. Everybody who's actually doing the things. Yeah, would no, the keep people who lose the out impact on the earth. The people who lose out are people who have invested in Amazon. And that's a lot of people. Uh-huh. But like if you are investing, there's an understanding there's an understanding of risk. There's a um you know, you have, if you are investing, you have, I mean, you should, I think, personally, you should have some amount of savings that are not invested, but are, like, something you can live on if you're, sto- if, you know, the economy tanks. Mm-hmm. Bonds, also. Bonds are the thing. 
This is a thing that I realized in the shower and then forgot, but I just remember now. Bonds are a thing where you can give money to a democratically controlled collective mm-hmm. um, for them to use to better the collective without uh, an expectation that they're going to do, um, you know, unicorn type stock growth. You just say, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you as a collective this much money and then you're going to give me a little bit more back because this is still a world that revolves around capital. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's called a bond uh, and the u.s government does it and that's a way to to save some money and also not um i guess you can't give bonds to sex companies but that's okay and now a psa from the worrying bugs december 15th is the deadline to enroll in a marketplace health plan for 2021 A health coverage has never been more important. Make sure you can get the care you need in 2021 by logging in to healthcare.gov today. Don't forget, December 15th is the deadline. If you have any questions or want to talk to a trained enrollment specialist, uh, call, call, call us on Twitter. This has been a PSA from The Worrying Bugs. Zach, if someone wants to congratulate us on 100 episodes. Or if they are Jeff Bezos and they want to give me enough (laughs) money to stop complaining about them, uh, they can find me on Twitter. I'm at... 